to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Boss. Hey y'all, this your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and welcome to another episode of this amazing podcast. I am just so ecstatic listening to the stories and the brands of these amazing Black individuals that we are highlighting during the month of February in the food and beverage industry. We had Navarre talk about Quick Licks. We had Cornelius talk about Loft Q74. And now we're going to be having a great discussion with Anissa Smith. Anissa Smith-Ward is the owner of the Cupcake Bar and the CEO of the Black Food and Dessert Expo, a boss in the kitchen and the boardroom She is learning, growing, and pouring out into others each and every day. From boozy cupcakes to virtual wine and cupcake experiences to one-of-a-kind Black chef and baker expo, she is a major player in the local food industry. So everybody, let's introduce Anissa Smith. Good morning, Anissa. Great morning. How you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm surviving, blessed, and healthy. That's all we can ask for. I agree. I definitely agree with that one, like 100% because things could be different. Mm -hmm. Goodness gracious. Well, let's get into this interview. So this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. And I always ask my guests, what is your definition or meaning of purpose? Wow. Purpose for me is is like trifold because I feel like my purpose is in my professional career and also in my businesses as an entrepreneur. But I really feel like purpose is what you are put on this earth and giving gifts um, to to be able to do and and how you impact people's lives. Um, So for me, that's everything from baking a cupcake to doing a presentation to one-on-one help to just helping a college student along their way. So for me, it's just literally like the gifts that are within me that I I can't even imagine why God loves me so much, but (laughs) he does. Um, He's given them to me and allowed me to make a, um, be a greater purpose in the kingdom. So that's my purpose. Amen to that, honey. But I love how you put, you know, he showed you your purpose, not only in your business, but also in your professional life, you know, with the current job that you have. So that's a good time. That's a good way to bring it up because it's not always going to be the same in your business as it is if you work in a nine to five or whatever it is. So people have to understand that there is a difference. So you will have more than one purpose at times when it comes to um, showing up as the best version of yourself. Yes, yes, I totally agree. And and sometimes those are different. Sometimes they're the same. Sometimes you could be working a nine to five, but your business is your purpose and your nine to five is fueling your purpose. So mm-hmm. it looks different for everyone, um, but it's definitely a, a continual search, right? Um, right? Making sure like, is this really my purpose? And like in a, in having that intimate relationship with God. Yes, I didn't really should be doing this. Yes. Listen, we all working on it, okay? Ain't none of us perfect out here. I don't know who perfect out here. <laughs> Point them out. Where they at? Because I'm trying to figure that part out. <laughs> <laughs> if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? <sighs> and I get my students to do this every day. Okay. I would say extraordinary. 
Um, because I just believe like I'm a whole lot, but in so many great ways, right? Um, my mom always says to me, like, you're not a normal person. Like you don't live a normal life. So I would definitely use extraordinary because it's the way I approach everything. Like I give everything 5,000% if you know me. Um, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should like go, you know, not go as hard in this, this sector of my life. But I'm like, nah, who does that? You know, so nothing is basic for me. Everything is extraordinary. So extraordinary. That's my word. I think I can agree with that. (laughs) I can definitely agree with that. And I'm glad you said that your word would be extraordinary because now we're really going to get into how you started this cupcake business. Because, yo, I've known Anissa for a very long time. And I have never seen her make a cupcake until my until a couple years ago. So I'm like, wait, when did Anissa start making these cupcakes? And they good, too. Wait a minute. Where did this come from? How did this get how did this get? So in September of 2014, my son turned nine years old. Believe it or not, I have a 14-year-old now. And I was just, I just was like, I need to make him a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cake. And even back then, like, cakes were super expensive. So I just Googled, like, a picture and made a cake and really just designed the face um, just freehand. Just And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, like, what did you do? Like, you must have some type of skill or gift that you didn't know about. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I I don't know. So anyhow, right. That just sparked something in me to be like, okay, well think about what you love. I knew I didn't want to make cakes. It was too much. It's too much pressure. If anyone asks me, I tell them I stay in my lane every now and then Hmm. I bear out and I might make a little baby eight inch cake. But, and then from there, I basically started toying with like ideas. And my first cupcake was the red velvet cake. It literally was that October the red velvet Oreo cupcake. It was my first one. Um, and people loved it because it has an Oreo in the bottom and people don't know. And then um, basically by almost the end of that year, I was just like, well, I need a niche because everyone does cupcakes. So what else do you love? And since I love alcohol so much, I actually started playing with flavors. Um, believe it or not, I was working at Westchester University, um, you know, full time, but we get two weeks off. So over break, 2014, I just was playing with flavors and coming up with all of these boozy cupcakes. And um, there, there, there began, um, believe it or not, I didn't start at the cupcake bar. I, I kind of didn't know what to name myself. So I was just Anissa Sweets and Treats. That was my first business name. And from, I would say, pretty much um, December 2014, I've been making cupcakes. And I, invo- I evolved the business, of course, over the last five years. But it's just been an amazing journey. But I literally, it wasn't in the cards for me. You would have never told me I could be an entrepreneur. But what I love more than making cupcakes is about the experience people get. So although making cupcakes is good, I've added so many unique signature events and experiences How of how people can enjoy my cupcakes. Um, and so... Yeah, it, it's just been fun. But I, you would have never, people that knew me from way, way back in the day, they're like, cupcakes? Like, you wasn't even baking in college for money. Like, it wasn't in the cards. But I found a unique gift and a craft, and my creativity just allows me to take take the business to new levels. Yes, it just wasn't time yet. We wasn't supposed to find out back then. <laughs> but girl. Yeah, I don't even you know. You would have raked up. You would have raked up, girl, because I would have been giving you all my money. Can you imagine if I was just selling cupcakes out of South Campus? Like, it would have been on. Like, I, 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 yeah, it wasn't time, though. God, God mm-hmm. knew my plans before I did, but. Yeah. 
Yep, yeah, I can agree. Oh my gosh. So we're also going to touch on the Black Food and Dessert Expo. Let's Girl. talk about that. Now, what made you start that? Because it is a big hit and I know I get excited every time I come just to see all the different, you know, bakery, um, pastry chefs and um, regular chefs that cook regular food come together and just be together yeah. and have a good time. Yeah, so while running the Cupcake Bar, pretty much within my second year, which was 2016, I just found that it wasn't like a lot of support for um, our small Black-owned culinary businesses. So um, I'm reaching out to folks just trying to find out, like, how'd you get your store? What are some resources? There isn't a direct path. You really have to kind of get through the red tape to get legal, to find out next steps, to find out where funding sources are, to even just get resources from your fellow um, people in the industry. And I was just like, I want to change that. And at the time, really, we were going to maybe like three or four food festivals a year. And basically looking around at the various food festivals, I would realize that the percentage of black and brown chefs and bakers were slim. Why were they slim? So I started to investigate. They're slim because you have to have like five different legalities or certifications just to get into these expos. They cost over a thousand dollars and one pop to kind of keep us out and to keep the mainstream people in. But so long story short, what I wanted to create is something that was very like from the ground, built up, very accessible for businesses in a showcase of small businesses. So not the ones we know, like Miss Tootsies and Warm Daddies and the the ones that already have the market and the money, but the up and coming chefs and bakers. And so um, in 2017, I was just like, well, we're just going to have a little small one in November. Let's open up 50 tickets in Chestnut Hill, very small venue. And the tickets sold out literally in two days. Um, And I added 15 more and it was the packed house you were there right the first one mm-hmm. yeah it was like we was all sweating so it just started with 10 chefs and um well 10 chefs and bakers um and one small little up and down venue with about 75 tickets so and from there it has just gone up um our last expo our biggest one was in 2019 um we had 750 people and it was at the greater mm-hmm. philly oak center and really the mission remains the same is to be accessible and to help businesses to help chefs and bakers grow their business and then showcase at our expo. So that's kind of like the culmination. So we work with these businesses for 90 days before our expo. So it's not just about an event. It's really about like, what do I need to do to be successful? You know, I work with businesses who just, People have a craft, but they don't have a business card. You know, they don't have any marketing, any branding. Their logo doesn't even match their business. Um, You know, so really working with them on those things, as well as getting your business insurance, getting your serve safe, getting legal with the city of Philadelphia, and really thinking about your short and long-term goals. Because in a food business, you can go anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. You can go from just, I want to sell platters out of my house every weekend to to my friends and family to like, I do want to have a food truck in five years, mm-hmm. right? Or I want to wholesale. I want to see my product in shop, right? You know, so it's just so many avenues that you can take. But what I want to do is create a network. And now we are um, about 320 chefs and bakers strong. Wow. Uh, we have put on a successful event, even in a pandemic. So we've changed to what we call a pop-up experience, where people can come in for one hour shop with their mask on. So our businesses are still growing in the midst of the pandemic and we are 
on schedule to have our next event in April. Um, mm-hmm. And so we we have pivoted. And then the long-term goal, I'll put it out there because I believe in atmospheres and alignment, um, is to have what we call um, either a commissary or a ghost kitchen that um, allows um, our chefs and bakers to be able to run their businesses from and without the overhead costs of having to have a restaurant. Um, and mm-hmm. so figuring out funding sources and how we get ready for that to meet that goal. But I see us in five years running a successful kitchen. Um, and I'm excited about that because the, the one thing we need more of in the city of Philadelphia are, are approved um, kitchens for us to be able to run our business out of, which mm-hmm. will allow us access to more corporate um, and government accounts. So that's the goal. Um, yeah. So learned a lot from running my business and want to use everything I've learned from running a cupcake bar to help other people. That is amazing. That is awesome. I'm here for all of it, honey. Yes. You know I'm here for all of it. <laughs> That's what we do. We got to support love to one eat. another. So you know I love to eat. So really, people really <laughs> ask me, I really love to eat, y'all. And that's really how it started. But I'm greedy. But then I also have a heart to go and want to help people. So like, you could cook. I'm going to help you fix your business. Let me have some of that crab dip. So you know I love food. Yes, girl. But that's how you got to do it. It got it has to get birthed from somewhere, you know, and then that kind of goes on to other things and opens up other doors. So, yeah, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait. Y'all going to have y'all kitchen and y'all going to have it before five years. So it's, it's going to be there. So what do you feel maybe was your biggest struggle to get where you are today? The biggest struggle is um, being able to balance my full-time career, which I also feel like is a part of my purpose. So full-time, I work in higher education with college students. I've been doing that for 15 years. Um, And so when I found out that I have this gift and this unique talent and being an entrepreneur was also my thing, I really felt like I had to choose. I feel like no, I feel like people make it seem like you can't have both. Um, And I did transparently up and quit my job in 2017 because the businesses were on the upstream and I felt like I could quit my job and be a full-time entrepreneur and soon learned that it was too fast, too soon. I didn't prepare, you know, and so it looks good, but being a full-time entrepreneur comes with the ups and downs of financial instability. Um, and I just couldn't do it. So my biggest struggle is feeling like I had to choose and then feeling like a failure when I went back to work. Mm. So I went back to work in 2019 um, and realized that, you know, it takes at least five years for our businesses to sustain themselves and be able to pay us. If you're looking to have your income and your revenue out of your business in the first five years, like that's a fail. Um, And so I definitely want to teach that to other people. And so I'm coming out of work too fast, but then choosing to go back to work, you know, constantly being hard on myself and then in current day, just figuring out the balance. So like prime example, yesterday was Friday, February, what was it? January something. We had the end of January. That's all I know. 29th. Awesome. So I really spent literally like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. working for Penn State University at this computer, working for my students, and then closed this computer, opened the next computer, and then started on my business last night at six. And I didn't end until about five o'clock yesterday morning. So really, you know, just the the balance, um, that's been the biggest struggle, you know, going hard in the paint for my career, but then also, you know, the passion and everything that I put into my business. Um, And so um, I still constantly struggle, you know, but I know I will be staying at work for at least another five years um, because that's helping to fund my business because the the money for my business can solely turn over and stay in the business. Yeah, that's smart. You know, and like you said, like how you said, um, sometimes people feel like you can't do both. 
That's you true. know, and even sometimes when you leave, because I was one who left too, left and then did full time. And I was like, oh, man, you know, if I ever went back, I want to go back and do something that I know I love to do. Not saying I didn't love the education sector at all. No, I just want to be able to apply those things I do in my business to somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. And then that's how that worked out. So I'm excited that I do work for a nonprofit here in the city, but it's like, okay, the door's going to keep opening up, you know, and 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 I'm going to do what I got to do. But if I'm knocking out them contracts and doing what I have to do, I can't complain. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't and, and don't, you know, feel like some people are like, oh, you're working for other people's dream. And I'm like, that's fine too. But that their money that they're paying me to work for their dream is supporting my dream. So I feel like I could see, I could see it. Like me being a full-time mm-hmm. entrepreneur, but I need to pace myself and I need yeah. to save money. <laughs> face myself and save, you know, because you have to be ready for the times when a business is not booming. Um, You know, you have to be ready for the slow times. Who would have thought we would have been in a pandemic? Um, You know, and I thank God every single day because guess what? I have not stopped selling cupcakes since the launch of the pandemic. Like, Mm. literally, I really had no slow time. Actually, 2020 has been my best year yet with the cupcake bar. Believe it or not. When I looked at my revenue for the year, I was like, won't he do it? Like, if it's not a prime example of like, you know, God showing up in the midst of the storm, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of businesses did win. But I also acknowledge a lot of businesses lost last year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And people ask that question all the time, you know, how how did COVID treat you? And I'm like, at the end of the day, I mean, it sucks that, you know, we lost many, many, many people due to this virus, but the pandemic was good to me. And I have to be grateful for that as well. You know, it was a lot of people starting businesses. Mm -hmm. A lot of businesses was creating photo and video content, places where I can serve and utilize my services. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I can't complain about that neither, you know? And Mm -hmm. and who was to say, I mean, this pandemic, I feel like it's going to be around forever. Granted, I think we're going to have some low times where people are not, you know, dying by the thousands. But, you know, we just have to get adjusted to the new normal. This it, We will never be back to the way things used to be. But you just said we have to get adjusted to the new normal, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And then in business or in your purpose in general, figuring out how to pivot. Like, what if your purpose was serving people, you know, in an in-person environment and you feel like you can't do what God called you to do, you know, but you have to pivot and figure out, well, how can I do this virtually? You know, mm-hmm. like, how can I still fulfill my purpose in, you know, through a virtual thing? So, like, I was able to turn my in-person signature events into virtual events where people get delivered everything they would get at my event in a box to their house. And then we all get on Zoom and we have the event. And I had two successful ones last year. I hope to have um, possibly more. Yeah. So you had to do what you had to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, it is now time for a commercial break. Your secret weapon to achieve and maintain smooth, soft, glowing skin is organic skincare line enhanced by nature. The all natural products from this company are plant-based, breaking you free from synthetic chemicals found in popular brands. Each artisan bath soap, bath bomb, body butter, and scrub are positively bursting with goodness to pamper your skin from the outside in. Follow the organic line at Enhance, E-N-H-A-N-C-E, by nature, on Instagram, or visit naturallyeverythingforlife.com. This skincare line will not disappoint as all products deliver phenomenal exfoliation, cleansing, and even moisturization. They all are free of synthetics, sulfates, parabens, and petroleum. 
They're also handmade in small batches to offer quality control and scented with 100% therapeutic grade essential oils, beneficial to your hair and to your skin. So get 10% off of your first order today when you sign up for Enhanced by Nature's VIP Club directly at naturallyeverythingforlife.com. Best of all, the membership is free. Don't forget to visit the plant-based company exclusively on Instagram at Enhanced by Nature. Welcome back to Purposely Bossing Up. Let's get back into this interview with Anissa. So let's talk about success. Sure. Um, what does success <laughs> mean to you or what does it look like? And let us know maybe what your biggest success was, and it can be personal or business related. So that's just such a great question. My wife and I talk about this all the time because I think we have different views of what success is. Um, but for me, I feel like success is the way that I've the way that I've impacted people's lives. I don't equate it to the amount of money that I take that I make. Um, I equate it to the the way that I impact people's lives because I feel like at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. Like you know, when you know you go to a funeral, it's been mentioned before, but I always think about my dash. So the time in between when I passed away and when I was born, I'm always working on my dash. So success is like if I've impacted people's lives, if I know if I'm out of here tomorrow, people will remember how I made them feel and how I enhanced their lives. So if I do that, then I'm successful. And people might be like, well, you make cupcakes. But I do more than just make cupcakes. Like I provide great customer service. Like I, I make memorable experiences. Like so many people haven't been able to celebrate birthdays in a way that they would have you know, outside of a pandemic. And I've created experiences that enhance people's birthdays, which can enhance emotional, you know, needs, you know, for whatever. So that was my translation. But um, what was the second part of your question? So what is success in... And what do you feel maybe was your biggest success? And it can be personal or business related. Um... So I think the biggest success, honestly, is taking everything that I learned in my personal business and translating it into a platform that's going to help other businesses. Because if we learn through trial and tribulation, but we don't share, then we don't stop people from going through some of the things we had to go through when no one there was there to help us, if that makes sense. It's just kind of like being a first-generation student in college and never reaching back to help other first-gen students with what you learned, what could have helped you be more successful. Like, you know what it felt like your freshman year, you mm-hmm. know? And so even at my job, I created a mentoring program so that faculty and staff can give back to first-year students, you know, in a different way than just like being your teacher or being your advisor, right. like giving you that personal experience. So my biggest success was being able to take everything I learned and use it to help other businesses and not be afraid that helping them will allow them to get ahead of me in this race, right? right. You know, because success is not like how much money I'm going to make or how big my bakery is, right? It's like, wow, look, I helped them. You know, I'm, I, I help businesses during my first expo and like two of them have restaurants now. That's success. Wow. Yeah. Our success is my success, right? And so if you're helping people, um, then I think ultimately like you're successful, you know, because you played a part in, in what they did. And so that's that's what it is for me. I know some people would be like, it's, it's your bank account, but I, I disagree. My bank account <laughs> is, is a little struggling right now, but I feel successful. <laughs> right. Right. You did what you had to do. Right. That's what matters. The money will yes. come and it will mm-hmm. come. <laughs> Okay, because then what happened when tomorrow your millions is gone? And you like, well, money, now go, money go. You hear me? Like, you get your income tax return, and you be like, oh, you you in there. And then you be like, oh, it's going. It just goes so fast. 
And right. there's no, there's no connection to impact in terms of money. Like I could give you $20 and you'd be like, oh, I got $20, but I could show up and hand deliver you something. And that means more, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. No, I agree. I definitely agree. So I know you get busy. You get busy, you know, with, with your professional um, life. And then you, like you said, you come home, then you start baking and all this other stuff. How do you pour back into yourself? What, what methods or strategies do you use if you even practice self-love, I mean, self-care, you know, it's it's just a, a space that we all are currently trying to get into. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to learn about ourselves, learn about our triggers, um, learn about just setting this time aside for ourselves. I don't care if it's to take a 15 minute nap, you know, like we have to do something to mm-hmm. um, make ourselves feel better mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then that way we can show up once again as the best version of ourselves in our professional lives and in our business. Girl, I'm I'm an advocate of self-care. I mean, sometimes I do it a little like, you know, the way I do it. So I would say for me, I'm just intentional about my personal self-care. Like the things that are non-negotiables are every month, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to get my nails done and I'm going to get mm-hmm. my feet done. I don't care what the temperature is, right? And I'm going to get my massage. You hear me? Yeah. Um, so those are my four non-negotiables. And I said in 2021, every month these four will happen and I don't care what's happening. Um, so taking care of myself is important as well as like I need a change of zip code and I know that's what I need. So being intentional about time away and time off. So when I have a hustle hard period, like so, for example, Valentine's Day is, is a big going to be a big, you know, money maker for the business already right. have orders lined up. And but me and my wife are taking a five day vacation before because I'm able to recharge and, you know, traveling during a pandemic, I know people have different views about it, but for me, it's a necessity. Like mm-hmm. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of my house. I love staying in hotels. So I also have said I'm staying in a hotel once a month. Um, and, you know, just go away. And we, we did it last August and we felt safe and secluded. We're going back to our favorite place, you know, go to dinner, keep your mask on, right. you know, do the same things you do, but just a change of scenery. Um, and so traveling for me is, is this year is, is a must as long as, of course, we can stay safe and travel. And, you know, you have to do what you need to do. But for me, taking an attentional time away because I live in a bakery and I also mm-hmm. work from home now. Everything is here. So when I'm home, I feel like I can never get away from work or business. Um, But when you go away and you put your key in the hotel room, like it's clean, it's clear. Um, And so, yeah, I'm doing that. So we, my wife and I sat down at the beginning of the year. We scheduled out our vacations for the year, made our, our goals. And those are the things I look forward to. So I might be hustling hard and super busy and people be like, you want her in the paint. But I'm like, yes, but next week I'm going to be laying by the pool. And, okay. I'm good. and when I lay by the pool, I lay by the pool. I'm not doing business. I'm just scrolling on a gram or doing what, you know, whatever makes me feel good. So I think you have to have those things where you take care of yourself. You got to mm-hmm. make those work. Because a lot of times people are here will look a mess for like two months because we so busy, busy, busy. Girl, no, mm-mm. I need somebody in my scalp once a month. That's it. You know, <laughs> it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so self-care is so essential and I teach it too, you know, and it looks different for everyone, you know, whatever it is for you. And I feel like we need to, as women, especially give each other more grace on how we Mm self-care, you know, like, I feel like like to shop, leave people alone, let them shop. (laughs) 
Listen, if you want to spend your coin, go and spend your coin. Like I'm just like trying to spend it in a black business. That's all. Here go a couple black businesses. Just you okay. know, do your thing. I feel like we, you know, we could get so bent out on how you self care, how you self care, whatever it is that you do for you. Mm-hmm. I want you to do it. So. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. So this is always this mm-hmm. is always a stumper. If you can give your younger self okay. a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Ooh. Ooh. I would tell her that entrepreneurship isn't so bad and that you should lean into your gifts. Um, So for the majority of my life, I would be transparent and say I thought entrepreneurship was a crock because I had um, a parent, to say a parent, who had like a new business idea or a business venture pretty much every six months. So I saw it as instability. I saw my other parents struggle. I saw, you know, I saw just the whole piece of like no stability, no savings, no insurance. I just like got a new business every other week. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, I'm going to college. I'm getting a job. I'm getting a paycheck. But I would have told myself like, you could do all of that, but then still like, what are your gifts? Because I always think about like, what if I would have started earlier? You know, like where where could I have been? And so that's it. I, I would definitely say that. I think a lot of young people aren't pushed to entrepreneurship. Right. I think a lot of young people, you know, don't consider it as an option because because of the lack of stability. And mm-hmm. I feel like we should give them the whole picture, but say like, right. like think about this as an option. And I love seeing young people as entrepreneurs these days. It's so great. Like kids are starting businesses all the time. I'm yeah. here for it. Like, I wish I just would have started something earlier. I'm like, my creativity has always been so high, but nonetheless, that's what I would say. I would say give entrepreneurship a thought is really not that bad. I like that. That's a good one. And, and, and it's not taught, like you said, um, a lot of people aren't, you know, showing like the kids like, all right, you might have a kid who want to start a business, but they showing them all the glitz and the gleam. They're not showing them how hard it is, whether you a kid or an adult. Yes, it's going to be good and bad times. And everybody be like, you got to go to college. But college is one not for everyone. I feel like that's right. not always the only thing people could, kids could do after high school. I feel like we also need to just give them options, you know, to empower them and figure out like, what is their purpose? Like they're going to be trying to find their purpose. Yeah. Um, and some of us went to college and found our purpose after college, after we didn't spend $20,000 on college. Good. You hear me? And you're like, so what did you learn in college? I don't know. But, you know, for me, the connections that I made and the lifelong friends that yeah. I, made, of course, are worth, worth my student loans. But I thought, I'm probably going to save some coins. <laughs> like, okay. I, 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 need a, I need my degree for where I'm at professionally, so I'll take it. But anyhow, that's the point. You know, even thinking about my son, I have a 14-year-old, and I'm just like, what, what are your gifts like? What, what do you want to mm-hmm. do? You know, you're trying to convince him, like, maybe do you want to start a video game truck? But, you know, mm-hmm. with COVID, things are, like, weird. But anyhow, like, what are your gifts that you feel like you have even at 14? And, like, how right, can right. you turn that into a business that impacts people? Yep. Or helps. That is the truth. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. So tell our listeners about maybe if you have any upcoming projects or events that they can um, participate in. Oh, God. Sorry. This little one has been trying to get into the interview the whole time. So, yes, events. I would say I'm all roads. So for the Cupcake Bar, I'll, I'll share two. Um, it's just we are virtual everything. So you can get, you can book like a virtual wine and cupcake class. 
for you and your crew. Um, you can um, book while I'm still cold. You know, I've been doing a hot cocoa bomb classes. So it, mm-hmm. I've been getting it's like different organizations that want to do something virtually and trying to figure out how to be creative. Let me be creative. I also do the virtual baking classes. So I think I just want to throw all of those out there. Just options to virtually connect with the people you love and do something fun and memorable, like something that'll get you creating. Um, And then for the Black Food and Dessert Expo, please just look out for our April Expo to be hopefully the last weekend in April. It's a pop-up style, um, our shopping block event. And the tickets hopefully will be on sale in the next few weeks. So, um, yeah. So please check us out. We got a great yes. a great year ahead. I'm I'm anticipating great things. Yes, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, you have to like you can't be out here like oh it's gonna be the worst year ever. Like what could be better than you know? No, I'm anticipating greatness all year. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So how can our listeners you know keep up with everything? How can they find you on social yes. media? Yes, please find me at the. Cupcake Bar, Cupcake is with a K on Instagram. And from there, you probably can funnel to the other things. But for the Black Food and Dessert Expo, it's just black underscore food. And you'll see us. Instagram and Facebook are the best way to reach us. Um, please um, continue to check out our content. And, um, you know, and you also, for the Cupcake Bar, can just go to cupcakebar.com, thecupcakebar.com. And just remember, Cupcake is with a K. Yes. So before we go... Can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? So I think ultimately, like when I think bossing up, you know, I think like being, you know, being in charge and and really um, kind of convening over the the areas of your life that you have purpose in, you know, that you're in charge of, whether that be business or professional or even personal. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think you also have to be a lifelong learner. I think that um, no matter how big of a boss you get, you have to be willing to learn um, and listen. Um, And I think... um, that's the most effective part for me. And I'm sorry, I'm going to give two because, you know, two is my number. But <laughs> um, the second one I would give is um, you don't go as far as your dream. You go as far as your team. So really making sure that you surround yourself and you have people in your circle that are going to help push you. And remember that you can boss up as much as you want, but you need support to really help it um, flourish um, in a way that, you know, you or God sees fit. So keep that team and keep on learning. And you can boss up every day. Yes. I was so excited to have you on here today. This is an amazing conversation. I know. I feel like celebrity. Like, you know, it's like one of those things, like, I know you out here making moves and the podcast is so big. I was like, oh, I got to give me a spot on it. Like, that's life goals. Like, I just did a bucket list thing right now. So... Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I love really talking about this journey. I want us to talk about it more. So thank you for all the features you have because I learned so much from your guests as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And with that being said, I hope everybody has an amazing day and continues to boss up with purpose. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.